So we're going to talk a little bit about working with talking as a practice. And uh, contrary to what some of the feelings that might be arising, the retreat is not ending today. (laughs) And you'll soon understand that. So, I'm trying to decide. Um, I think first I'll kind of lay out the mm, the form, and then talk about practicing with talking. So the form will be fairly simple in that uh, talking will be uh, allowed between 9.30 in the morning and 7 in the evening. And um, talking will be um, allowed outside in the parking area and in the orchard on that side of the building. So, you know, not in the woods back here, not in the woods down there, but, you know, the, the, so that the building will remain silent, yogi jobs will remain silent, um, there will be, there will be these, this, the, these areas where, um, where you can speak. So just to frame that context, the building still in silence. And so you will need to make a choice to practice speaking by going outside and we'll have a kind of a meet-up spot where you can go if you'd like to make yourself available for talking practice. So this is, in some ways it's optional, and yet we would like each of you to try this at least once in the next three days. Um. So that's kind of that's just to kind of set the the container. You know, this is not a free for all here. Um, it's we're we're looking at this as a practice. You know, we don't get the opportunity to have this momentum of m- this much momentum of mindfulness and practice um, speaking in a um, um, very conscious way very often in our lives. And often we do this at the end of retreat, but there's the momentum of leaving the retreat that happens there. And uh, a lot of what happens is that not only does the mind go out through talking, but the mind is going out because it's going home. So here we have three days in which to recognize and practice with speaking and silence. So... The basic instruction that for me, uh, you know, when I was at Shweyumin, and, you know, at Shweyumin, you you arrive at the monastery, and there's no, like, set retreat happening. 
Um, people are there for various lengths of time. Some people are at the end of six months when you arrive, and some people are there for two weeks. And so there's just there's just the container of the monastery, but there's no um, structure so much for the retreat. And people are talking. You arrive, and people are talking. You, it's hard to sometimes tell who's staff and who's yogis. And you know, it's, it, the, the container is very. Um, um, it, it includes the container includes talking all day, and um, we are encouraged to practice with talking. And yet, there's not a very structured way of entering into it. And you know, sometimes yogis arriving at Shweyumin end up spending a few days talking before they realize, oh, <laughs> you know, maybe I could practice. <laughs> maybe I could be silent. Maybe I could look at my mind while I'm talking. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, we've been spending, we have a lot of momentum for looking at our minds right now and knowing what's happening. And, um, you know, we're going to offer this, uh, this, this structure to support us to remember to be aware while speaking. That's the practice here. This isn't about, it's not about um, the talking itself. It's about the awareness while talking. So anyway, when I was at the monastery, um, just the way that the, the number of places and opportunities to talk, it 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 um, it took a while. It felt like it took a while before the mind could enter into this um, practice of being aware while talking. And I came up for myself with some basic supports, some basic kind of inner instructions that I gave myself. And so I'll offer those to you. And see, um, you know, I started out, when I started out with awareness while talking, it's like I kind of thought I should be able to be aware of everything. And um, quickly the mindfulness went out the window as I tried to approach it that way. Um, And at some point, I think I was fortunate enough at the... um, the Dharma cocktail hour they have at Shweyumin every afternoon at four o'clock. <laughs> the, the 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 juice the juice hour. Uh, it's like a cocktail party. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to uh, be standing next to somebody who had the skill of being aware while talking, and his practice infused my own, and I became aware just simply. I'm aware that I'm talking while I'm talking. It was that simple. That And that became my first guideline. It's like, can I know that I'm talking while I'm talking? Like, not trying to be aware of all the, th- the, the thoughts as they're arising before they arise, not trying to be aware of all the feelings, not trying to be aware of, you know, what I'm seeing while... Just like, okay, in a very simple way, I know I'm talking while I'm talking. So that was my first step. And when I could remind myself, am I aware while talking? Am I aware while talking? That became a way in which the momentum could build around the uh, the talking itself. The momentum of mindfulness could continue while talking. And so I was exploring that and was able to be aware of talking while talking. And then, um, kind of as uh, Alexis mentioned the other day, there was somebody at the monastery who really liked to talk and um, we ended up taking a walk one day, and uh, um, 
I was able to be aware while talking, but but at the end of the conversation, it was a long conversation, and I kept like trying to give some verbal, no, not verbal, but you know, cues about I'm ready to stop now. For some reason, I didn't want to just say that. You know, that would have been a good thing to do. <laughs> Time for me to stop talking now. <laughs> That's a really a really helpful tool to have in your toolkit. You know, here. Everyone understands, and I just, you know, put this in here. It's not personal if somebody says, I need to stop now. You know, that that is their own kind of limit in a way. And so, uh, but I tried all these various verbal cues. Like he would say something and I wouldn't respond. He would pick another topic and, and or maybe I would say one sentence and then stop it. He would launch into something else. And so I uh, I had a very hard time closing the conversation down. And after that, the mind was fairly agitated. And so I reported this to Sayadaw Uteshaniya, and he said, he kind of laughed. <laughs> he said, you didn't track agitation and ease while talking. And so that became my next exploration. Am I aware while talking? And the second a tool in my toolkit is, and is there agitation or ease in the mind? So aware while talking, agitation or ease. And I began to discover those those two things. It's like I wasn't trying to be aware of all of the various things I was saying or, you know, anything like that. It's just like I was tracking, okay, am I agitated or am I at ease? And, uh, I found actually that in conversations with people, you know, something, it would be like there'd be this eagerness that would jump in. And I get really excited about the conversation. The mind would start kind of getting all agitated. It's like, oh, agitation. And I would, I would just, I would tell the person, actually, I told the person, people I was talking to, this is something I'm tracking. And so if the mind gets agitated, I'm going to see, you know, let's, I want, I'm going to request to stop talking and we can just walk together. And so that's what I would did. I would notice that agitation, that eagerness building or that agitation building. And I'd say, I need to stop talking now. Let's walk together. And within a minute or less, sometimes that agitation would fall away. And I would say, okay, I'm ready now. Let's continue. (laughs) So, so those two tools, knowing I was aware knowing that I was talking while I was talking and being aware of agitation and ease while talking. Those set the ground the ground for the practice of awareness to become more continuous. It's like, those are the basics, you know. Are you aware and check the attitude, you know, at a very simple level. And uh, that created the the ground out of which the mindfulness could become more continuous while talking. As the mindfulness becomes more continuous while talking, more can be known. We don't have to try to find things. Let the mindfulness grow and build, and um, more will be able to be aware of more and more as we go. I will offer a couple other things I've noticed that are helpful. Um, you might you know, sometimes the the agitation or ease will kind of slip out into how we are talking the 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 rapidity of words 
the uh, level of the tone of voice. And so uh, if you're noticing some of those cues, like um, uh, talking really fast or um, uh, wanting to jump in while somebody else is talking, you know, or your, your volume going up, those are probably signals that there's some um, greed or aversion arising, some, some agitation building. And so those can be used as cues. Seeing, you know, letting your um, pace of your conversation slow down, um, keeping the tone of voice a little more quiet while talking. Um, as we go, um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more to offer, um, you know, just there's the, the possibility, once the mindfulness gets more continuous, the possibility of recognizing how does the content of what someone says impact your experience. So there's the listening practice as well as the talking practice. You know, what's, what somebody says, you know, somebody, we know how, how powerful thoughts are in our own mind. You know, we've had, we've had thoughts arising in our mind and we experience the uh, you know, we remember something. We remember something from three days ago and, whoo, there's an emotion that arises. Well, now we're getting thoughts from other people's minds arising in our consciousness. They're speaking and those thoughts are coming into our experience. Similar to working with thoughts, how does it land? What is the what is the emotional terrain that is um, uh, created by hearing the content of someone else's thoughts. So we've got three days with this. I'm going to let Alexis say a few things in a minute, but there's more. There's more. I have a whole set of stuff that I could offer, but I'd kind of like to, you know, uh, offer more as the days go on in a way rather than giving a download right now let you you know let you practice with with uh some of this and let Alexis give you his like uh highlights um but a couple more pieces um more about our relationship with this idea of talking um before I really began to understand the the possibility of being aware while talking, and um, uh, I had this idea in a way, like, "Oh, my precious samadhi is going to be destroyed while you know having this conversation." You know, it's like, um, and at Shui Umin, you know that that was my relationship with talking like at the three-month course, you know. I remember on one three-month course, some of you have probably heard this story. I had, um, it was Halloween night, and somebody fell down in the meditation hall. You know, they have only pumpkins lighting the meditation. It was dark. Somebody fell down. And I was the only one there, and I needed to go get some help. She couldn't walk. So I went into the staff room to find uh, somebody to help and, you know, to uh, to communicate with them. Um, and I walked into the staff room, and it was a Halloween party. It was like poof, this wall of sound and this wall of, um, you know, 
excitement and 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 I felt like I was blown backwards out of the room and somebody followed me out and so I had the little conversation and um I went back to my room I don't remember I went back to my room where my holiness like that's gonna disturb everything it's gonna take me a week to settle down okay settle down (laughs) so the mind was basically saying you know over and over again this is a problem this is a problem okay what's happening oh this is a problem my own mind was actually getting in the way of the settling. The belief that it was a problem was the biggest problem. So at Shweyumin, I discovered, after you know some exploration of this, that I could have a very lively conversation, go to my um, sitting place my, my, in my room, I did most of my meditation lying down in my room, and experience, there's a shift of experience, there's a shift of energy like I was experiencing. It's like, you know, you walk into a party in the middle of a three-month course, there's a lot of energy flowing through. It shifts the experience and we can be aware of that experience. And so a conversation, after the conversation is done, there will be an impact. There'll be probably more energy in the body. Awareness of that. There's no need to try to create something else, calm the mind down, uh, or, you know, it's, it, be aware of that. And I discovered, actually, in that practice, like, I would go back to my room after having a conversation and um, just feel the experience of what it was, what, were the, what was happening now having been talking vibratory energy in the body. Within a very short time, way shorter than I ever would have thought, the mind was settled back into a very quiet place where it was just seeing phenomenon again. The energy had settled very quickly. This um, practice of going back and forth to talking and silence gave me a huge lesson in the, what I like, uh, what I like the word malleability. The Buddha uses the word malleability. How malleable the mind is, how flexible it is. The reason where it's inflexible is because of our ideas, the concepts that we create. So, Malleability. We're, we're explore, part of what we're exploring here too is malleability of mind and noticing when those ideas come in of this is a problem, I, you know, I'm never going to settle. They've ruined the retreat. They have ruined the retreat. It's an idea. <laughs> That's an idea. What's the actual experience? There's been conversation. There's more vibration in the body. There's... Uh, kind of a feelings of lift. Oh, actually, there's happiness happening. Oh, okay, happiness, happiness is happening. Okay, just notice. Say some things. Should we take some questions? Or oh, why don't you say? I uh, say some things. F- well, First, um, yeah, say a few words. 
<laughs> Good morning. That's <laughs> <laughs> so two words. <laughs> Get, Sometimes um, getting the cranks going <laughs> is a little bit hard. <laughs> so, let's see. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> thinking how... Um, one thing that I can see over the years and hearing Utijani oftentimes give instructions that makes a difference for people is almost the encouragement or what is it like the the allowance to take care of our own mind while being in a conversation and you know i think before we're really with our own experience and with our own mind we assume that the the thing we ought to pay attention to is what the other person is saying and that feels yeah that feels right i should be paying attention to what the other person is saying and yet we completely neglect our state of mind what's happening am i agitated am i relaxed how am i responding and you're doing an immense service when you look at your mind in a conversation so just having that view that you can actually be with your own mind and listen and the benefit of that is extraordinary the I just find the the amount of regret and remorse I have around conversation goes way down. I'm still not, um, you know, flawless in that, but it definitely, I'm, I'm, I can see how the difference it makes when I'm watching my motivations and what's happening. So it's like just telling you, you should be watching your mind in conversation and, and it's a benefit, you know, to you and to the, to the, whoever you're having a conversation with. And I'm, I, I see when yogis are getting that information from Sayadaw that they, it's like the lights go on. It's like, yes, of course, I should be watching my mind. Um, so just that encouragement. It does take practice. You know, I remember having, um, when I first tried to do some talking and I had a lot of momentum and I talked for 10 minutes and it felt like Andrea was saying, it's like the mind would just be in a, you know, it'd take an hour or two hours for the mind to settle back down. Um, and the real big shift happens when what we view as awareness or suitable experiences suitable to be aware of, right? As that changes to include the energy from the conversation, the activity that's going on, and it's it's a lot of it is is the attitude that we have towards these experiences, and we're when we still have an idea in the mind that good practice and good mindfulness looks quiet and not much happening, then anything that is not like that becomes a distraction. As soon as you look at that and recognize, oh, that too the mind is aware of right now, right? That gets included in the practice. So, and it is, it's a matter of just trial and error, you know, and, and uh, it's a fun, it's a fun exploration. Um, you know, and it comes with, the sense of, oh, my practice is being ruined. So just recognizing that this is, it's a, it's a matter of trust, you know, that we're going to come together and, and speak to each other. Um, it's an opportunity to do that. There's a lot of, um, I'll mention this, at the retreat at IMS, one of the main things that was reported in the beginning about the talking was this feeling as if they were back in middle school waiting to, you know, like a dance and whether or not, you know, you're going to get a dance and get invited to, to dance. And 
and there's all this feeling of like being potentially left, um, you know, without someone to talk to. And just recognizing when you go outside in that area that we designate. Um, by the by, the flagpole is the meetup spot. Yeah, that you're really there, even if you're not the type of person to like go out and grab someone, that everyone is there for that intention, right? That you want to try and practice and just recognize by being there, you're kind of inviting that, that space. So it's really safe container in that, in that way. Let's, um, let's see. We've got a couple minutes, a a couple more things. One piece I wanted to to suggest is short conversations to start, Mm -hmm. particularly, you know, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. One-on-one is good. Get four or five people into a conversation. You know, I would start with one-on-one conversations, maybe three at most. That can be that can be kind of relaxing for some people. Um, um, so you know, short conversations, few number of people, and I'd also encourage Dharma content rather than uh, what do you do? You know, what what's your life like at home? You know, talk about the Dharma, talk about what you're experiencing. Um, so that that. The Dharma content will help you remember. You're, you're talking about something that will help point you back to the experience here and now. Um, and then I also want to remind you of the, gr- the, the, the guidelines I suggested in the groups. Um, please leave what happens in the groups in the groups. Don't use that as a conversation opener for someone. Um, uh, so, yeah, those... So. Any questions? Oh, wow. (laughs) And I just say, take your time during talking. There's no, you know, even while I'm talking, I can feel the the gears start, they start to go faster and faster and faster. And the invitation is, in this context, and particularly, people will understand what you're doing if you slow down, can try and hear the sound of your voice, whatever, anything that the mind naturally kind of starts to recognize is happening, so... James first. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned uh, being, you know, being able to say it's time to stop um, in a conversation or take a pause. Um, could you also just say something about um, being able to say no, you know, if someone approaches you and you don't want to talk then or you, can, you know, don't contact that person well, and I would say if you're in that area, I mean, if you don't want, you know, if you don't want to have somebody approach you, don't go to that area. So if you're doing walking meditation now, I mean, it's like the, the meetup spot is the flagpole. So if you're there, that's, th- that's the indication that, you know, you're approachable, I guess. And if you're not there, please don't approach somebody. I'd say just I, I, just use your wisdom. Like you know, the, it, intuition works well. And I just I don't know. I I feel like I mean it, you know we're not talking about like you know in it, it, it's it, sometimes we don't get to choose who we talk to in the world. You know, so it's practice. 
Yeah. So this body and mind are a little bit, a lot spatially challenged, and I want to make sure beyond that we're meeting up at the flagpole that I correctly got what part of the front and back of the house. So there's the parking lot. Does, does it go beyond into like a garden? Yes, the, in, the, in the orchard below the parking lot is fine to talk there. Um, so, you know, basically that side yeah. of the house. And then you said also in back? Not in back. This is the back. Yeah. Just the front. Yeah. Just the front of the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to clarify something. So if we want to talk, we would go to the flagpole. If we don't want to talk, we just don't go there. Suppose we decide to talk. This is what I'd like to clarify. If we decide we want to talk, we go to the flagpole, we meet somebody, we talk, we can walk to the orchard. Oh, yes. And yes. talk. Yes. Yeah. But if I see somebody or if somebody sees me, I think let's let's keep it that simple that approaching people happens at the flagpole. That's that and that I think just keeps it simple so that you know it and I also want to emphasize around the managers. You know, this could be like, oh, free for all, you know. The managers also have their own practice around this. So if the managers are at the flagpole, they are approachable. If they're not at the flagpole, use your usual methods of communication using the note board. The porch is not a talk zone. The house, the porch, it's the driveway and the orchard, yeah, so that we keep a buffer around the house. You know, people have rooms uh, around that area, so um, uh, be 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 very sensitive to that. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Yes, we'll come into into full silence at seven o'clock at night until nine thirty the next morning. Yeah. So if someone wanted to talk during the meal, I'm just curious about sharing like doing that kind of stuff Um It's fine to carry your plates outside. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's not tables out there, but, you know, you're welcome. There's a few benches and things outside. Um, but, yeah, we're not going to, like, set up a seating area for talking out there. Yeah, but you're, fi- you're, wel- you're welcome to take your plates outside if you'd like to talk outside and eat. Talking and eating, uh, the advanced practice. <laughs> <laughs> And you can walk, talk, and eat. <laughs> um, okay, so I really strongly encourage this short bites. You know, try it for a little while. You know, maybe one, maybe 
I'd say probably no more than like 30 minutes at a time. That's a lot, you know. <laughs> you think yeah. that's too much? Oh, I don't know. I was just thinking, and really have the orientation that even though it's it's nice to talk to to each other and to really see it as opportunities to practice, to have that orientation rather than opportunity to to engage in a lot of conversation. And there's three Thanks. days, so you can yeah. get a lot of, there's a lot of time for this. You know, to, to see how the practice goes and how it gets weak and the residue and then trying it again. And so there's, yeah, there's I, a lot of time. Yeah, I'd encourage the short bits multiple times. You know, it's like, try it again. You know, see how it is. Notice the impact. Try it again. Notice the impact. You know, give yourself the opportunity to practice. This is a rare opportunity. Really a rare opportunity. Okay. Those of you, uh, we have groups in 10 minutes. Um, this is, I believe, the, the first group again. So um, please remember the groups. You know, sometimes <laughs> you start, your mind launches into a direction. It's like, oh, talking practice. Let's all go out to the flagpole. There's... there's um, Five of you in ten minutes that <laughs> need to come practice talking practice in the in the in the group discussion. So please remember to check the board for that. So enjoy your morning.